What's up, everybody? Episode 18 and 19, part one and two of my interview with Eddie Johnson. We had a conversation about college recruiting to discuss his new book, College Recruiting 101, and also his website, which provides profiles for all athletes of all sports, or every gender, called Be Seen Sports. Now, I'm going to start this podcast off with a clip from our conversation after the podcast. When we were done with it, we kept talking. For about maybe seven or eight minutes, I'm going to start off with that clip, and then we're going to go right into the broadcast. Check it out. Good. You know, Rudy is real. <laughs> but some, a lot of times it comes down to straight talent. And what most people forget is that these coaches played softball or they played baseball. They played the sport. They know what they know what it looks like. You're not fooling them. And in a lot of instances, you're not fooling them. But they know what it looks well, like. True. Okay, that's that's what talent. it looks like. So, but I'm, what I'm saying is, everybody is not Division One, and I think that obviously that may be the goal or maybe the dream. But at some point, and and if everybody is different, it may be late, it may be earlier. Look, I know I'm not I'm not a Division One athlete. Okay. See right now. Good. Right now, this is a podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I, the, the I, 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 I got it rolling. It's rolling. I cut it, I cut it back on. So so and and and, and I think and I think that's the reality of it is like. I have to have that conversation with certain people. Stop flying to the schools that you can't play at. You bat eighth on your yeah. team. You bat eighth on your team. You strike out twice a game. Why are you flying to Alabama for camp? Unless you just want to go have a camp experience. You, you're not going to play there. We At some point, somebody has to tell them and be realistic with these people. because, And, and then they, they can get mad at me if they want, but I, I'm obligated to tell you the truth. That's right. You know, and and, 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 and and that's part of the process. The part of the process is understanding what who I am. I, I'm a great student. I'm a great writer. I have a love for biology and medicine and chemistry. I should major in this and go to a school that offers this because that's who I am. Oh, I, you know, I, I think I'm pretty good in softball. I mean, I, I, I batted eighth on every team I play on. Um, I, I'm always the right fielder. They won't put me in the infield because I make a lot of errors. Um, I strike out a lot. Okay, but I'm going. I'm going to the Florida camp tomorrow. Maybe I could be a Gator. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Like it, it, it's and and you. I know. I know. But I'm like, guys, come on, really. Let's let's go to Florida. Okay, but let's also look at some other schools too that are more realistic too. At the same time, because you're giving me a college list, you can't play in any of these schools. Reality check is what people truly need, and it, and you know you know something. What's really funny is the reality check needs to be done to the parents. Oh, here's a good one. And this is across all sports. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all sports. doing a lot in basketball right mm-hmm. now, and oh my lord, how many people think that their kid is going to be that D one, that NBA player, that WNBA player? And I sit down and I just go, uh, that's a lie. You know what I tell people? I tell people this. I say, C-plus students are not applying to Harvard and Princeton. It's the same thing. You you wouldn't apply to Harvard and Princeton. If I told you, okay, you got a C-plus over here, you got a C-plus over here, okay, you should be looking at, are you, you going to go visit Princeton? Are you, are you going to go apply to Harvard? Not even. How about, how about Yale? Why not Yale then? It's, this, it's this, the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> That's not even a reach. I mean, it's, and it's the same thing sports-wise. 
we're all watching the same game. And a lot of times the kids know. Like you said, I think it's the parents that need to be out of check. Kids know when they're not that good. They can look around and see, hey, that kid's faster, stronger. That kid has a better... They, they can look at themselves and look at everyone around them and, and know where they are. It's the parents that don't really get it sometimes, most times. That's right. But the kids are not stupid. Oh. they don't want to get it. They don't. They don't want to get it. They don't want to get it. And in a lot of cases, they're really hurting the kids. Well, I, I think I think having the ability to um, to be realistic is something that you don't even have to do at fourteen yet. You 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 can still dream at fourteen. You can still even dream at fifteen. But once you get because because you still have, we can still get better. It's easier to get better younger. And and the, and the upside strides are significant bigger when you're when you're younger but when you get when you're 16 when you're in 11th grade you know ninth grade yeah, yeah let's yeah let's dream let's let's go for it so I, so and that in that sense I I I, I believe in being optimi- an optimistic as a ninth grader we, we should still be be have a lot, a lot more op- optimism 10th grade a little less optimism 11th grade a lot less optimism and a lot more realistic not saying I don't believe in my, and, and you gotta believe in your kid as as an as an as a as a parent. You gotta believe in your kid as a parent, but you also have to be realistic with them and say, look, here's the deal. We're gonna we're gonna go look at some schools, but we're also gonna put some schools that are on this level on the list as well. Cause right now we got all one type of school on here. And what if that doesn't pan out? Exactly. And I but think it goes to the other extreme as well, yeah. right? I, I deal with a lot of parents that don't realize the biggest roadblock to their child is not their child's skill, but the parent's mental attitude. Oh, my kid's not good enough to play in college. Uh, my response when I hear that from a parent is always the same. Oh, my bad. Um, what college are you coaching at? Well, well I, I think there's, I then, think there's, a, there's a school for everybody. I believe that but there that's is. When I get the choke, choke. Right. No, there is a school for everyone. Definitely, I really, I hundred percent agree with that. If you're playing sports and you're playing whatever level, there is a college somewhere for you. Absolutely agree, but the parent needs to <laughs> not be so extreme. Yeah, I got, I got you. I'm serious. I got you. Yeah. It kills me when I hear a parent say, "Oh, my kid, you know, my kid, number one, my kid's not ready with, not ready for that." Oh, my kid's not good enough for that. What? What? Did you really just say that out loud? Yeah. You have no idea. Like I told you earlier about Jory Davis. Jory Davis was that kid that everybody said, oh, she's not good enough. Yeah, okay. She's she's pulling down bank over in Europe. Now what? Yeah, and, and, there, and there's there's exceptions. <laughs> there's always there's always the rule and there's always exceptions. And, and and that's up to the... Pro- like the one thing that we can try, I think, I think you alluded to it before. You said, you, you, you talked about Jory Davis and you said she really worked. And and that's that's the X factor, work ethic. That's right. Like the one thing, the only thing that you can control is how hard you work in the classroom, and on the court, and on the field. That's the only thing in this process you can control. Is is how hard you work, and how hard you know both in on on and off court. And part of the work is the book College Recruiting One Hundred and One. That's part of the work by the way, like understanding, really understand, understanding the process and following the steps. 
That's part of the work. But some people just want to do that part and they don't want to go take extra reps and take extra shots and take extra pitches and take extra hip swings. You know, they just want to do the other part and, and, and hope that like there's this magical formula for success. No, it's a combination of an array of things that are focused in different areas of, of the process. And, and, and that's really kind of what the reason why this podcast has power. This, this, this podcast is a powerful one because it, it, it could be the beginning of something great for someone because it might be the missing piece. And oftentimes it is the missing piece to all that they're doing. Welcome to the Transcending Sport Podcast with Rob Cruz, an audio experience bringing you interviews, conversations, and more from some of the most intriguing personalities in the sports world. And now, your host, Rob Cruz. What's up, everybody? It's Transcending Sport. I am your host, Rob Cruz. My guest is Eddie Johnson, co-founder of College Recruiting 101, The Basics, and founder of Be Seen Sports. Eddie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Great. I'm glad you were able to get on. So, you know, every now and then in my in my walk, in my travel, I come across interesting people that are doing interesting things. And, it, you know, and I'm like, man, I wish all my followers and all my podcast listeners could meet this guy or just hear, 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 his, hear his vision or, you know, hear what he has going on especially when it can help them or enhance whatever they're doing. So um, we talked a little bit about your book, College Recruiting 101, The Basics. And there aren't that many books out, and maybe there are, but there aren't that many good ones. And it kind of makes you kind of don't want to read one. Like, and I'll be honest, I kind of didn't believe that this book was going to be as good as good as it is <laughs> so when i first opened it up i was like okay let's see what's going on here and i'm like wow 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 and then i like i'll call i literally called three people and were like you're not even going to believe what somebody has done and i'm i'm and i'm the snob when it comes to recruiting i'm the recruiting snob you know i'm like the toughest you know my scrutiny, my level of scrutiny is like really, really high. So for me to even say that, like that's a lot. And Believe then- me when I tell you, I take that's a huge compliment, thank <laughs> and you. And I'm gonna tell you right now. So everything is covered in this book. So I, I wanna I want get into some of the stuff that, that's in here, some of the things and some of the resources and information. Um, but at first I wanna just talk a little bit about yourself and and what, what your background is a little bit, um, you know, and, and why you, why you did this book. Okay, um, so I have a management consulting background. Um, I do a lot of executive coaching. Um, I do a lot of panels, and I started. You know, I've got four kids. One of them, one of which, you know, she's she's trying to you know go to college with her sport, and uh, I started looking at you know what's out there in terms of resources when my two oldest kids were you know getting out there with their sports. And I realized that one, parents don't know what they're doing. Two, um, educators don't know what they're doing when it comes to you know getting getting kids recruited, um, all the way down to the coaches. And I said, wow, you know, NCAA, all these associations are trying to get people to understand. They, they put out a, a lot of information mm -hmm. to try to put people, you know, in the right place to do the right things. And still. That, that information has not permeated down to the regular parent that's got a kid who's good at something who wants to help them move forward. So 
in, you know, as we walk around trying to, you know, promote BC sports, you know, helping kids go from high school to college, college on to pro, pro on to retirement, you know, we started, we came across a couple of places and we started just seeing the same thing. And I ran into this coach, Leah Bernier. She's awesome. I, 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 that's the only word, that's the only way I can say this, that she's just awesome, just all I'm kinds sure. of awesome, rolled up into this D1 level athletic now coach package, right? And it's not often I meet somebody that has the same mindset that I do. And she was actually even more, you know, upset, you could even call it anger, um, that there was nothing out there for the parents. And she's constantly, as a, I mean, she's a, she's a D3 coach now. Um, she was a D1 athlete in volleyball. She could have gone D1 for soccer. She chose volleyball. Um, and she was just so angry about how come these parents don't have at their fingertips what they need. So she started putting something together, and I had already started putting something together. And when we started speaking, I mean, every conversation we have is, like, for hours. And we just said, let's do this, you know? And we, so we put the book together, and just her approach to giving everybody what they need is a big deal. Um, and then what I wanted to do was give it to them in a way that it's actionable from day one. Here's your project plan for, you know, being recruited at the college level. And that's really where we come from is, you know, just really trying to truly help kids and parents find their path with the right information without charging them an arm and a leg. And that's why we have the book and the platform because it's, it's about having you know, the book to guide you, the profile to put out there to market, and the tools to actually house all the information that you need in order to do the right research to select the right school. That's great. That wasn't too much. No, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I find that I find that there are so many people like yourself and like Coach Leah who have done great things based out of their need. They, they see a need and they really want to help people. And then you put it together out of that drive to help people, not to make money, but you do it because you really want to help people. And then you end up making money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's so good because it came from a good place. You didn't do it to make money. You did it to help people first. That was your primary you know, passion, your primary inclination. And then you end up being successful because it came from a good place. And I, I'm all for that. Um, so I, I want to dig into a couple of things. So what? So what do you? <laughs> so let me just say I'm going to read through. I just want to give everybody a little bit of a taste. I'm going to go through the table of contents just so you can see how thorough this is. And I'm only going to give you like okay, one introduction, admissions, financial aid, college athletic associations, recruiting definitions, diving into the NCAA, talking about eligibility, core courses, and discerning Division One, Two from Three. And then your contact rules. I mean, it goes from all the way down to the recruiting process, to the parents' role, to what do I need to do, understanding recruiting services and their role. And then I like the fact that you have the the platform that creates a a a really mobile friendly, which I think was pretty 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 clean in terms of the interface, a mobile friendly a mobile friendly profile that can be updated and 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 you know, video, video embed and all kinds of things. So please talk to me a little bit about um, what you think 
one of the biggest issues you come across when you're talking with parents where they are just totally in the dark? Like, what's that, what's that wow. one thing where, and maybe it's more than one thing, of, of course, but what's that one thing that should be basic um, that everybody really, you know, can, a, a place to start? Um, that's a really, wow, that's, that's almost a mean question. <laughs> um, and, and I call it mean because, you know, there, there are, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we wrote the book, because parents just have no idea, mm-hmm. just none. Um, if I had to call something out, um, I, I would probably say you would look at page 88, right? And we call it the BC and Sports Lifestyle Approach. And, and what that is, is a way to not have a conversation with your student athlete about college. Now, what that means is most kids, when you talk to them about college, it hits them like a ton of bricks. It's, it's truly overwhelming and for obvious reasons. That is the next crucial stage of their life. It means they're not little babies anymore. They're not children anymore. And and all of that, you know, I, I'm going to be on my own most likely. I'm going to be in a strange place. I'm not going to know a single soul. And I'm going to have to fend for myself. And so that whole conversation becomes really, really big. And so we tell people, do not have a college conversation. And everybody looks at me cross-eyed. Whenever I do speaking engagements, they all look at me cross-eyed. And I say, it's not that you're not going to talk about college. It's just that you're not going to have a college conversation. Speak with your, with your student-athlete about starting with their lifestyle. What's the lifestyle that you want to have? Now, don't talk to me about, you know, the DJ Khaled dreams that you might have, you know, you know big cars, big houses, blah, blah, blah. No, in reality, what, what's the lifestyle that you would like to have? You know, something, you know truly achievable and you know that you can see and then from there pick out the careers that can actually help you obtain that lifestyle track back one more time now what's the education and experience you're going to need to achieve those one of those jobs one of those career paths by the time you do that the schools that can give you that education that's all been filtered out for you. <laughs> but you're that. starting. It, it's a it's a very it's a very you know it's a very audited kind of approach or an auditing kind of approach where you're starting from the end and looking back toward the beginning. Because if you do that, if you start if you start at the end where you want to be and look backwards, it's a straight line. It's a straight line. I see that. But if you look forward, I can veer up, down, left, right, in between. I can do all kinds of things that'll knock me off the path. Mm -hmm. But this gives you a way to clearly define your path. So if you ever lose your way, you already have a plan of action that you can come back to. You have that basis, that foundation. And I like that. Lifestyle to career to education to school. Yeah, and I and I like that because that gives you, that gives the the uh, the um, the student athlete, uh, they have to visualize it, they have to imagine it, and then they have to see themselves actually attaining their objective. But sometimes, 
because these kids have so much going on, they need somebody to help st- help keep them on that on that path, help them keep them focused. So, what would you say to the parent that that would say, and I hear this a lot. Well, you know, I don't want to push her, or I don't want to push him. You know, if this is what they want, then you know they got to get it. I would say that you know I I, I can understand that perspective, yep. right? I can understand that approach. Yeah. But if you have this conversation with your child. This isn't what you want to do. This is what they want to do. So you can always go back to, I thought your path was going to be this. Have you changed your path? Should we, you know, reanalyze where you are mm-hmm. and where you're headed? So that way, you know, I can continue to help you stay on your path. And that kind of helps them rejig the mind. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. A little reminder. Yes. So yeah. Oh my gosh. So so now now we're getting in this. Now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. This is the, this is where I wanted to get to. So it comes. So communication. Parent parent and child communication, crucial, because if you don't have that ability, if you if, if a lot of parents don't have that com- communication channel where they can where they can talk to their kids the way the way you just the way you just said it. So they just don't because the kids gonna get frustrated and, they, and they're gonna be like. You know, uh, feel like they're getting pushed or feel like they're getting uh, prodded. But I'm also finding that most most of these young kids are following the leader or they're following the culture of the sport. And if the culture of the sport says we should go this way, we should go this way. And it may be off their path of, of what they what they of what they said they wanted to do or what they said their goals were. Now, as a parent, how do you with those chains of communication, how do you effectively keep them on track? What are some of the what are some of the um, you know, we got lessons, we got taking to a physical trainer, we're gonna go to camps, we're gonna go visit schools. But then in, in this quote-unquote downtime, players are getting distracted and, and they're kind of all over the place. So so, so what does that look like? And, and does it look different the higher my goals are? So, for example, if I, if I want to go high-level D1, is that does that look different than a player who, who wants to play D3? Oh, that's... Oh, now, see, now you're getting into the dirt, yeah. right? Now you're yeah. getting into the dirt because the fact is, is that... Just because I choose to go D three doesn't mean I could I couldn't have played D one. Right, I, I, I agree. I can easily say that about D two, right? I can say that about D two. D two, yeah, you you couldn't you couldn't find a spot in D one. Not that you couldn't play it, but you couldn't find a spot in D one, mm-hmm. right? D three is and listen to this mindset. That mindset is I want my education primarily. Whoa. So that right there can be the differentiator between an elite athlete and a good athlete, right? Because it's not all just about the ability and, you know, the physical nature, all that good stuff to study. It's, it really is about the mindset. <laughs> My mindset is not to make this a professional career. My mindset is to have fun still doing what I do and get my education. 
Okay, so a D one is an elite athlete. That's a stud. Okay, so I mean, really put that together. Most most D one areas, that's a stud. So here's what right? I'm gonna. And, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna say this. So because we're talking about D one, so this is what I tell my kids. Let's let's divide D one into two categories. Let's 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 go major division one. And then let's go mid-major. And the reason why is because, and I'll just use two examples. Fordham University is D1. University of Florida is D1 also. But it's not even close in terms of just when you walk on either campuses and look at the amount of resources that one school has and one another school has. Um, so I always like to say, okay, D1 is kind of broad because now, there may be a hundred people that can play D one in a room, but only twenty of them can play can play major division one, and the other eighty are mid major. Because there's a there's a huge difference in terms of uh, just everything about what what's what's happening at the at each level. Agree or disagree? Exactly. Okay, so so now exactly. so now I I always like to say with my athletes. You have a division. Some some people may have division one ability, major or mid major, but they might have a division three mindset. So exactly you might and you might have a division one mindset playing at division three. I I, I know athletes that have decided, you know, I'm going to play division three. I'd like to focus on academics, like you said, um, because this is what I want to do. I want to be able to have a different college experience. If I go to the NESCAT conference, which is the Northeast Small Colleges Athletic Conference, um, there's no fall season for, for softball, per se. There's no fall season. And I can just focus on my grades and take the difficult classes in the fall. And then in the spring, I can take a, a lesser class load and be able to compete, you know, in a, in a smaller schedule. You know what I'm saying? So I think, and I think everybody has to understand what, what they want to get out of the college experience. Obviously, the twelve-year-old girl wants to go play for UCLA, but then as you get older, you know things change. As you get into high school, you start to you become a different person, um, and you, your goals may change. And then it, I think it comes down for that when you talk about that lifestyle, you know, the lifestyle situation. Now, if I'm coming from a certain lifestyle, I might want to be continue that lifestyle, or if I'm coming from a certain lifestyle, I want I might want to change my lifestyle. So. Um, if you have anything to say, you know about that, go ahead. But I'm, I want to, because I want to dive into some other stuff in the book too. No, pretty pretty much in alignment right there. I mean, yep. I, it, but it really comes down to mm-hmm. what is your mindset, and as far as it goes with, you know, parents being able to have that conversation. You know, looking at our approach to this, parents often sit back and they go, "Wow, I can use this right now." I can use this right now in my own life at my age. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they get it. Mm-hmm. And then there becomes that, that kind of commonality between, well, what do I want my lifestyle to be? So when they're speaking with their child, it's a children like talking about what they want to get. Yeah. Our only job is to, is, is to you know, put those feet back on the ground and kind of go, okay, so what's the stuff we know you can achieve? 
Anything beyond that, gravy. Right. Not that you can't do it, it's just gravy. Right? And that's that's really how you how you broach the topic with, with you know with your student athlete is just by saying, you know, my son and I, we drive. He loves to get in my car and you know, we drive around, we call that our office. We talk about all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. What I've got going on in the you know, in the business, you know, when I think I'm gonna make the next clothes on a sale or whatever, you know. And we just talk about everything and it's, I always bring the subject back to so where do you see yourself going? What's that path that you want to be on? Yeah. And that's my moment where I get to check to see if he's still on the same path. Right. Or has his path changed or been altered? That's when I get to find out if he's straying off his path, if he's thinking about a change. Luckily, right now, you know what? My son's been on the same path since he was 14. Okay. Dad, I want to be better than you. I'm going to take over the business. What else do you need to know? <laughs> That's great. So, looking at financial aid and financial aid, and I think the scholarship, you know, the scholarship is like this 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 thing that everybody chases. Some people would some people would even go as far to say it's a rat race because on all the money we're spending on chasing the scholarship, we could have banked that money and had a full ride off the interest. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think the chase has become this obsession with 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 with, with a lot of people, and um, and I want to talk about just the dream and the chase right now, and, and how realistic scholarship really is. And some people say, "Oh, we got a full ride." You know, you know. I, I don't know that <laughs> all these people that are saying that they got a full ride actually have a full ride. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and you can't say, it's okay, if you, if you got a full ride, well, show me your full ride badge. Let me pull out your full ride uh, certificate real quick. Let me check. Let me fact check that real quick. <laughs> but Seriously. So, so how do you, so talk to me about real, the reality of it, <clears throat> the reality of, of scholarship and full rides and, you know, academic scholarships and need-based financial aid, what that looks like. In terms of you know household income and abilities and division one, two, and three. Exactly. So, you know, let's start with the let's start with the, the sports, the athletic scholarship, right? Because that's the one that everybody wants to know about. The truth is, is that D one, D two, D three, there there are different things they're allowed to do. D ones, they get a lot more money to play with. D twos, they get less. And D threes, they're not allowed to do any kind of sports scholarship. So put that one to the side. Yep. Right. Now looking at D1s and D2s, they can split those, they have a certain bucket of money per sport, and they can split that money however they so choose. Right? There are certain limitations that they have, but for the most part, rule of thumb is, I can do whatever I want with my money. Oh, I've got enough money for, for, you know, one full ride. The chance of somebody getting all that money, slim and nil, because I probably need four kids. I need four healthy bodies that can hit the field for me. I've got one left, you know, one full ride left. I'm going to split that full ride. And those splits don't necessarily have to be equal. They just have to, at the end, total to the sum. 
I can give this guy 50, I can give this girl 25, give this one 25, I can give them all 25. My discretion. The fact is, is that there's also not a lot of scholarship money out there. There aren't a lot of spots. <clears throat> spots, you know, equate those as jobs. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I wanted to say one thing, and then I, I, I want to—I wanted to say—I want to get, put some perspective on that. So, baseball, right? This is according to NCAA research. Baseball, high school baseball participants, there are approximately four hundred and eighty-two thousand players, and in the entire NCAA, there are only thirty-three thousand spots. So the percentage of high school in NCAA is 6.9%. The percentage of high school to NCAA Division One is 2.1%. The percentage of high school to Division Two is 2.1%. And the percentage, the percentage of high school to NCAA Division Three is 2.7%. Now, obviously, there's NAIA and JCAA. There's other, there's other stuff going on there, but we're talking NCAA research and NCAA. So, you know, in softball, it's... 371,000 total, total high school participants. A little bit less than 20,000 spots. 5.1% people are playing. 1.6 are Division One athletes. 1.5 is Division Two, and 2% is actually playing at the Division Three level. So, if you just think about that. Now you got to go even smaller for who's on athletic scholarship. Those numbers are even lower for who's actually on a scholarship athletic. So that's how 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 much of a big deal it is to actually earn a scholarship, whether it's 20%, 30%, 40%, or whatever it, whatever it is. So realistically, is it even realistic? Is, 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 is high school scholarship scholarship even is it even realistic no, so I would say it's realistic to hope <laughs> and, there, well, and, and, I, and I say that for a reason Sorry, right? go ahead, because yeah. <clears throat> you never know what coach is looking for what skill set mm -hmm. and where that coach is Right. I mean, my son played football and baseball, and he got offers for both. And he got he got an offer from a, from a school. I think it was the University of Harvard. They, they didn't know. They don't know who this kid is. He didn't know who they were. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that one a little bit later. But you you don't you never know who might be looking at you. You you don't know where it's coming from. That's why it's your job. Keep your finger on the pulse of where you want to be. Who's got the right stuff? So forget about the money. Does that school even have what you're interested in learning? Yeah, that, that's. <clears throat> I, I totally agree on that one. But you know, yeah, that's ahead. the biggest problem. That is a big problem, and and you know, I sit I sit with parents sometimes, and I provide I provide this kind of consult consultation, and they're just going to all these different schools and getting on planes and, and going to see schools, and I'm like. You should probably think about doing this a little bit differently and focus on the academic part first 
and if that's the right school and figure out what schools are the right schools academically first and then find out how the softball program works out because at the end of the day you're going to have to go get a job doing something that you hopefully like to do and you want to be in the right school that can, that can provide that for you so I, I so I go I think it goes back to um, when you said and you know step three in your plan your four, your four step plan was step three and four but pretty much education in school like you said you start at the end <laughs> you start at the end and exactly. you kind of and then you kind of chart your course almost like a gps exactly yeah you plan in one direction you plan backwards and you execute forward yes yeah you know, I like and when i'm looking at these scholarships and i hear these parents oh i heard about this kid he got a full ride come on stop it he didn't get a full ride trust me he did not get a full ride i know that kid he did not get a full ride. Right. <laughs> but it sounds that, good, that, though. That, that did not happen. Not at that school. It's, that did not happen. And, it, and and here's something else. It's verifiable. Mm-hmm. And it, but it sounds good. There's no good. reason to bump up the number. Tell the truth. You're right. It, it sounds good, though. And it, it gives false hope to everyone else. And exactly. You have, and you have people chasing well, I something. I don't, that's, I don't yeah. allow my kids to pay attention to any of that. Mm-hmm. I, I have them pay attention to themselves. Yeah. You worry about yourself. Don't worry about this kid getting this and this kid getting that. Until you see the paperwork from the school with the school letterhead and the school signature, do not believe anything that anybody is saying unless you know this kid is a stud. My son knows a guy that graduated high school a year before him. This kid is a stud. He's like, this kid, Dad, everybody in the country is talking about this kid's probably going to be one and done. Right. He's that good. Right. I was like, wow. He's like, he truly is a stud dad. Like, I'm not even, he goes, I'm not, I'm not playing, I'm not, I'm not pulling, pulling smoke. He truly is a stud. The offers that he got, and I saw the offers that were boys. He's a stud. So, that's when I actually realized that, that he was telling the truth. So speaking of studs. He was telling the truth right there. Speaking of studs, do, do you think in the, in the college recruiting industry, and it, it has become an industry, um, with the amount of college, quote-unquote, recruiters that are out there. Um, so, and I'm going to say this, because I, ha- I have a problem with people thinking that they don't have to be good enough or smart enough, but they can just hire somebody to, to, to like, inflate their abilities or in- inflate facts that aren't true about their abilities. <laughs> So I know, I know I'm going down that road. So like, are, are we with all this stuff that's out here? Are we, are we sending the wrong message? Are, are we, are we sending the, are we sending the message that, you know, put more emphasis on all of the other things and you don't have to put emphasis on actually being good enough or actually being smart enough. Is that, do you, do you see that happening? I do see it happening, and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why we built BC in Sports. Okay, great. Level the playing field. Give the people that don't have the ability to achieve and give people the ability to see the truth. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we're, that we're seeing, especially, especially when you're talking about going from college to pro, then maintaining pro, it becomes all the more evident. I was speaking with a with a professional athlete. She plays basketball over in uh, over in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Jory Davis, and she was that high school athlete. Everybody said, "Yeah, nah, you, you'll be alright. Do some D three, you know, you'll play on play in play in the school, you know, basketball court, you know, over at the school, you'll be alright." Then she was discovered. She was that kid that you know got was able was able to play on a private team, got a got a scholarship at the private team, and kept putting in the work. Kept putting in the work. When you look at the college blues scandal, you know, everybody's trying to do this college recruiting, paid this guy millions of dollars. Guess what? Those were kids that were not actually trying to get into college to play a sport. They found a loophole that would enable them to get a spot at a school, a basically the equivalent of a walk-on, and that's what got them into the school. Never played, never did anything, don't even know what a basketball looks like, or a softball, or a bat, holding a bat at the barrel end instead. No idea. <laughs> None. This is what, and, and the truth is, is that college coaches, good college coaches, and most of them are, say greater than 90% of the college coaches out there, you know, have their, have their head in the right place. Because they know how quickly and easily it is, how easy it is to lose their job. But they really do want to have a winning team because that's what keeps them in their job, right? Yep. So I can't, I can't afford to take on a piece of dead weight in most cases. But <laughs> a lot of walk-on spots are out there and they get yep. left there every year because these college coaches couldn't find what they needed to find. So and I, that's what I, I, gave so, people the in. So, you know, I find, you know, I, I think every sport is uniquely different. Because there's a there's a, there's a recruiting culture and there's, there's a developmental factor involved in, in recruiting in the recruiting process, too. So yeah, I want to recruit some studs, but I also want to recruit some kids who I think, you know, I, I see some upside and I, I have a, I believe in my ability as a coach to develop a player when they get into my into my program, and maybe they may not contribute as much year one, but just I know how good I am at getting kids better. By by sophomore junior year, this player is going to be pretty good. You know, and, and everybody does not have that ability to do that. And I think sometimes you may have a player who, who may have some upside, and then you may have a player who has totally peaked physically. And, and, and I find that more and more in, in, in women's sports, where you may have, a, a, you know, their shoe size isn't going to get bigger after after the age of 16. Um, but they get better by playing against the best, the best competition possible. And they get better, obviously, with their mental game, too, at the same time. And then the skill set kind of grows, grows according to that. But I'm, 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 I want to talk to you now about, um, and there's so many different things. Obviously, we got we can never do all this in one podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> I, <laughs> I'll, ha- I'll be happy to have you back, and because this is so much good information in this book. But 